Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From Uberwald to 4X. This is a project podcast. Episode 52. And welcome to the Project Podcast. As I said, episode 52 with me, your host, Graham Sheridan. Now, there's not much time to kill. I'll get on with the news. Only one item. Times! Times! Get your ankle pop times! Times! Get your ankle pop times! Well, that's the sound of wedding bells. And this is just for us here at the Project Podcast to congratulate Jason and Rachel on their wedding. That was last Saturday I recorded this podcast. So, well done you two. That's the Discord Monthly people for the rest of you lot. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the watch. Sergeant Detritus over there will swear you in. Detritus! Yes, Master Vines. Now, new members of the watch is basically the Facebook group. Oh, what is the Facebook group? Well, yeah. If you type the Project Podcast into the search field in Facebook, then it should come up and I will add you to the group. And that's all it is. Very simple. Uh, I'm just a massive, massive, massive Sam Vimes fan. So that's why. You know, like, Jason is a massive Rincewind fan. Okay? You know, Jason, Discord Monthly. So, we shall get on with the new members of the watch for this month. Richard M. Macrugod. Now I'm going to man. I'm munching words already. Mac Elria, I guess. Sorry, Richard. Um, so, Sari Hale Alpa. David Plame. Well, that's what it looks like. Andre uh, Baker. Robert Drager. Jeffrey Simkowski. A uh, nice and simple, last but not least, David Little. So, if you want to hear me mash your name up uh, in a particular way, because you've got a hard-to-pronounce name, well, maybe not for you, but for other people, um, then, like I say, go to Facebook, and if you remember, and then type in, in the search field, that's the little one that looks like a magnifying glass, the Project Podcast, and I shall let you in as soon as I can. Now, no clucks this time round. Uh, Mr. Colin is uh, doing lots of things. He's trying to move down to where Discworld is. Hmm. Anyway, sometime, hopefully, in the near future, we'll be having Colin on. 
the podcast so we can uh we'll have what I call or what Colin also calls a flashback and we will rediscuss uh Nightwatch. I think it was Nightwatch. Something like that anyway. So we shall move now on to the Fools Guild and a first time well a first time for Jamie Taylor. Hello Jamie. Here's the Fools Guild. Now, for those of you that don't know, what's the Fool's Guild? Well, Fool's Guild of items of interest that are not really part of the main podcast, as in it's the... Um, see, what I do with the clacks is clacks is usually somebody's feedback to something. Uh, or they'll do their review on the book that is the book of the podcast for that month. And Fool's Guild is basically... Um, well, as I say, it is interesting things to do with Discworld or relative to Discworld um, that are basically um, not for the theme of the month. Now this keeps going on like this I will probably end up making a new rubric for this thing uh, and this is this is Jamie Taylor. Now Jamie's uh, thing is um, Discworld games and Discworld game collecting so I will get on with his email. <clears throat> well I say his email, he sent me a uh, something that was nicely formatted for the podcast, or at least for me anyway. And Jamie writes, Back in the late 90s, my younger brother and I had a Sony PlayStation and a big stack of games and demo discs. This was before the internet-based console gaming, which was started by Sega and their Sega channel services for the Mega Drive or Genesis, if you're American. This, well, I'm going to put my little interject, this face became bigger with a with the Dreamcast later. I remember playing the Dreamcast online. God, that was a pain in the ass to get going. Anyway, I'm digressing. I'll get back to Jamie's writings here. I'm pretty sure that the Discord point and click adventure game was one of those demo discs. Either that, or it must have been a borrowed game. I don't remember buying it when we first played it. But I could just be misremembering. Discworld was a PC game developed by Teeny Winnie Games and a perfect 10 productions. It was, ported, uh, it was a ported Mac OS in 1995 and Sony PlayStation Sega Saturn in 1996. It is a point and click adventure game in the style of uh, LucasArts Scum Games. S C U M M Games. In fact, it uses uh, the engine based on the Scum VM engine. It very loosely follows the plot of Guards Guards, with little moving pictures thrown in for good measures, but replaces Samuel Vines with Rincewind as the hero of the story. The basic plot goes like this. Dragons! Or rather, dragon. Someone has summoned a dragon, and it is terrorising the city. The wizards at the Unseen University take it upon themselves to figure out where the dragon came from, and how to stop it. Of course, the wizards are fantastic at delegation and have delegated these tasks to Rincewind, the wizard, in training. Rincewind is a pretty terrible wizard, with only one qualification to his name. Thaumaturgy 101. Failed. This is different to the books, where he holds a B.S. point 
MGC, Unseen University, failed, uh, Rensman has to solve a series of useless point-and-click adventures, I mean, lateral thinking exercises. The <laughs> there are time travel elements, dragons, and a whole cast of Pratchett characters to meet, including, among others, Zogo, the retroferonzologist, Corina, the barbarian warrior, princess who just wants to be a hairdresser, on gameplay. As with point-and-click adventures that uh, this game is influenced by, Discworld is played by investigating Rin's, Rin's surroundings, clicking on things, chatting with non-player characters and solving puzzles. It's a pretty simple uh, formula that was used uh, to great effect on scum games, uh, games like The Secret of Monkey Island, Grim Fandango, Loom and Maniac Mansion, uh, Mansion among others. If you ever played any of those games, you'll be in familiar territory, especially with some of the uh, interesting puzzles. For those that haven't played any of the scum games, you have to click on things to investigate them. This will force Rincewind to walk over and pass commentary on them. You can make Rincewind have conversations with other characters or take objects and make them interact with other objects or characters, which is how you solve the puzzles and progress in the game. On voice acting, Discworld was one of the latest scum games based, uh, based games, meaning that it was distributed on CD-ROM and a whole host of voice actors portraying the characters. <clears throat> this is the brilliant part, that's just my little interaction. Eric Idle provides the voice for Rincewind, which is alluded to in a fourth wall breaking joke. Ox Chancellor, we have no time for idle chatter, Rincewind. I can't help who's provided my voice and I will say no more. Wink, wink, say no more, say no more. I, I, I say no more. Oh, sorry. I rather like, I, I like, I like uh, <coughs> Mr. Idle. My favourite, uh, well, he is my favourite Python. He did all the songs. Anyway, getting back to his, his bit here. The other characters' voices are provided by Rob Bryden, or Broden. Tony Robinson, for play, famous for playing Baldwin Blackadder. As well, doing as well as doing the uh, shortened versions of the um, the school books, Kate Robbins and John Pertwee. Anybody know? Come on, come on, Colin, Colin, come on, Colin, Colin. No, no, no. Colin got it. Yes, played the third Doctor in Doctor Who. They all put in a st all in stellar performances as the population of Ankh-Morpork and Eric Idle's performance as Rincewind. It's how I read him when reading a Discworld novel to this day. And this was probably one of the last things, also, just my, put my bit in, it's also one of the last things that uh, John Pertwee did before he died. John Pertwee died in 1997. So I'll get back to Jamie's bit here. Thoughts on the game? Discworld. Though not the first game based on the series of novels, it's a fun game with plenty of humour and lots of puns. Although not for everybody, the puzzles sometimes require lateral, and sometimes sideways, thinking to solve them as uh, they follow the twisted logic of the Discworld itself. It's not strictly fair to say that Discworld logic is twisted, it's more a case of taking itself to literally. Dragons can exist because they don't exist, for instance. Unfortunately, this game does suffer from audio uh, levelling issues, and some lines are louder than others, and some are quieter to the background music. I'd always recommend playing with the subtitles turned on. 
the subtitle speed it turned down. All in all, if you're a Disc Wolf fan and you haven't played this game, I would greatly recommend trying it out. Modern computers can play this game via uh, emulation. You can either emulation, uh, emulate a PlayStation or Sega Saturn to run the uh, ScumV program and point it at a legitimate first version of the game and it should run fine. So that's, ba that's basically, there used to be uh, a, used to be able to buy a simulator for, um, for PCs that would run PlayStation games. That's how I first played PlayStation games. So thank you very, very much, Jamie. That was brilliant, mate. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, hopefully, Jamie, uh, when he's got time, this will this will pop up, and I'll I'll get around to doing a Jamie's uh, game section uh, with sort of music and that. Uh, but as you the sort of general idea, um, Fools Guild is basically if you have a, a review of anything yourself, um, that's basically what happens. It's like uh, when when Colin goes out and sees plays and that, and uh, they get a review. They usually pop them into the Fools Guild if I can help it. So. That's it for the Fool's Guild section. Um, well, it was basically on with the uh, review of the science of Discworld Part 2, The Globe. Back in a bit. You spotted snakes with double tongues. Thorny hedgehogs, be not seen. Newts and blind worms, do no wrong. Come not near our fairy queen. I've had a most rare vision. I've had a dream. Past the wit of a man to say what dream it was. Man, but an ass, if he is to go about to expound this dream. Methought I was, there is no man. Can tell me what? Methought I was, methought I had, but a man is but a patched fool. If he will offer to say what methought I had, the eye of man hath not heard the ear of man. Hath not seen man's hands, is not able to taste his tongue, to conceive, nor his heart to report what is my dream was. This is the silliest stuff I have ever heard. William Shakespeare, I made some a nice dream. I'm near listening to them. They've got what's. Arthur J. Nightingale, the short comedy of Macbeth. So, as I said, there's the quick reading. I mean quick. Quick and easy and painful. Uh, <clears throat> yes. Luckily, Midsummer Night's Dream is my favourite of all the Shakespeare plays. It's the only one I can actually get to grips with. watched it many times, but... This, uh, I will do the, the, the in two parts. This version of the Science of This World, The Globe, basically takes a step back in time and looks at what if Shakespeare had not been born, created. And we're basically back to square one uh, as far as the Wizards are concerned. Um, Yes, the globe exists, and that is our little world, as far as they're concerned. 
But the fairies have got there and they think the fairies are all bad and basically go to sort things out. Problem is, sorting things out does one thing majorly wrong. It means that William Shakespeare has never existed as he should have. And that so carries on the tale. That's the discord part of the book. Now, the other part of the book is basically the science bit. And it goes in, well, this is, um, this time round, it's, I think it's, a, uh, I say think. Oh, well done. Basically, it's a listing of, as a biology sort of uh, way of things. And how, also the, the fact of how planet forms. Uh, it's quite interesting. The thing was, uh, the, most of the science of Discworld books have one major problem. If you're not really into science, you're going to get lost. Because you probably got lost in science in school. That's just a warning. If you vaguely paid interest to science at school, you should be okay to a point. Uh, they go into quite nice um, detail. Um, even to the point of the writers themselves also uh, going into, into points of religion and calling their own religions uh, you know, to point. Uh, not discussing at any great deal length that anybody would say blasphemy or anything like that. But, um, you know, it's, it's quite good detail. Uh, the story of the globe itself, the battle between uh, Rinswitten and the wizards against uh, the elves, that is pretty good. I have to re recommend it just for those bits alone. Uh, I'm into science myself, so I really like the sciencey bits. And as always, uh, the books are written by uh, Ian Stewart and Jack Cohen. Cohen, there's the sort of nod and the wink as to what religion he is. And um, basically, it's also read, as it is always read. These, these um, may be a little bit confusing to the usual sort of way of things. Now, you have two readers of the book. You have Michael Fenton Stevens, who does um, the readings for the science bits, as he does the readings for um, a couple of other books. Uh, done by um, Terry um, but that's then we're getting on to the um, the Long Earth series which he is the, the only reader of and we have a nice familiar voice doing the disky worldy part uh, which is basically uh, our well I say a friend not really a friend I'm not a friend with Facebook and that said but uh, a friendly voice of Stephen Briggs, you know, the guy that really, yeah, at, at Discworld Conventions and, yeah, exactly, you know, good. I'm glad we discussed that. So, a uh, plot summary from, well, a nicely written one anyway. In the story, the wizards are accidentally transported to Round World, the real universe inadvertently created during the first book, during the Elizabethan era. This is the first time they learn that there are humans on Round World. They previously learned something would escape by Ice Age heading for the stars via a space elevator, but missed 
which species it was. They are befriended by the magician John Dee, who is understandably confused by their appearance back at Unaseen University. The thinking machine Hex informs the remaining faculty, Pondestims and Lobarian, and Rinswind that history has changed and humanity no longer makes it to the stars. This, this reason for this is apparent. An infestation of elves feeding off human imagination and encouraging them to, to be scared of the dark and monsters within. The wizards travel back in time to suppress elvish influence. This only makes things worse. People are no longer superstitious. They are no longer creative either. And that is a better sort of sort of thing. Um, now the thing is, um, this is all about. Uh, there was me reading *A Midsummer Night's Dream*. Uh, I say, but this is all the sort of the intent of either William Shakespeare being born. William Shakespeare being a writer, this is also the intent of getting William Shakespeare to write stuff as William Shakespeare and uh, not be some sort of second-rate playboy or second-rate uh, nobody or this, that, the next thing. And basically it's just them getting to, it's the wizards trying to get uh, William Shakespeare to the point that he writes A Midsummer Night's Dream. Now, Midsummer Night's Dream, as I've mentioned, is probably the only William Shakespeare play I can sit through and enjoy, mostly because it's partly a comedy. Well, it's mainly a comedy. Um, I'm sort of sidetracking. My local theatre company uh, did a brilliant adaptation of this last year, uh, which played out o over uh, several... Uh, well, say, say several nights, but um, they had a couple of um, dates within a few months. Uh, it actually, like one of their other sort of um, brilliant plays, got lengthened and uh, was pushed out into September. Uh, they usually start in June, July, and, and so they go through June, July, August, have two to three uh, performances a week, and they are very, very good, very competent. And I rather enjoyed it. Now, uh, one of our local actresses did the most amazing version of Puck. Uh, it sort of took the mischief up to a new level. I mean, I've seen people do this. There was the film version uh, a few years back, which had uh, Michelle Pfeiffer in it. And uh, it's not Ray Fiennes. It's the other one. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Give me a second. So, I must get the quick listing here. <clears throat> so, we had Rupert Everett. That was the, the main character. Uh, so, Michelle uh, as Titania and Rupert Everett as Oberon. We had St Stanley Tucci as Puck. By the way, that's just a werewolf. She just noticed that uh, Ona has come home. The other one. And Clister Flockhart was also in it. Anna Friel, Christian Bale, and Dominic West as the four lovers. And um, I can recommend it if you want to go out there and actually read it or even watch the film. Unfortunately, um, well, go and look where she is. Other oh, werewolves pining for her owner, her main person. Anyway, I recommend that. As to the book, um, the story, as far as the disc rule goes, I can recommend. I can highly recommend. 
as the science goes. If you're into science, it's brilliant. If you're not, just flick through to the other bits. You'll be fine. So, I will see you uh, basically at the end of August. Uh, we're now on somebody hol summer holidays, as the schools are out here, and I need a bit of qu piece of quiet to do this. So it doesn't help when I've got things going on, uh, including people working in the house, making drilling noises. So, have enough summer, a nice summer holiday. We come back with the wee free men afterwards. And um, have a good one. Have a nice time. And don't melt in the heat. See you next time round. Bye for now. If you want to contact us, then you can try through the Facebook group, The Pratchett Podcast. You can also get in contact over the email. Pratchett podcast at gmail.com Also on Twitter The U U Librarian He keeps saying ook all the time Who knows why Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.